Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Tuesday, March 16, 2021. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. Why didn't you record last week, JC? Because there was nothing to talk about, friends. There was nothing. I didn't do anything. Did you watch any new movies? No. What did you do? You played video games. Can you talk 30 minutes about playing one video game? No. So I didn't record last week. But I'm back because I have shit to talk about. Hi, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining the podcast. If you haven't listened, and I, I'm also doing this once again to promote Hala Hala Show. As you know, this is just like, this is like a hype, this podcast is the hype man for Hala Hala Show. That's pretty much what it is. It's just, it's me hyping up all my other shit. <laughs> so Hala Hala, we, re- we released our sponsored episode, uh, yesterday, uh, a Lechica episode sponsored by Globe. It's called Reinventing Yourself. Uh, so we talk about their campaign. So go check that out. It's out. Our regular mix, which normally drops on Monday, will release tomorrow. So fear not. Uh, we will be back on schedule for whatever, you know, if you're only into the regular mixes, it will be releasing tomorrow. Okay. And I know a lot of you are kind of, you, the, the, m- most of the listeners of this podcast, I know are podcast, podcast, podcast are, it's like a bleed, I know, bleed through or whatever you call it. Like it, it's like a trickle down, you know, lang trickle down effect of Halo Halo Show. So most of you who have finished Halo Halo, looking for something to listen to, you come to this, and I know it's missing Rika G. So unfortunately, it's a lot different. <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate for those of you who do listen to me. And uh, actually, I got a few messages. Okay, I lied. I only got one message, but it was enough for me to be like, yeah, you know what? People listen to me. Who messaged me? Sinayon. C C C wait lang C uh C FHM King that's right that's right uh he messaged me he's like uh where's the Friday episode stop the gaming Adiva he knew exactly what I was doing right why I didn't record because that's all I was doing okay let's talk about some shit first of all uh I talked a little bit about this on Hala Hala Show which will release tomorrow but I'll give you a little preface of the movies that I watched this week because I do I want to talk about it I'll go more in depth in this podcast than I did in Hala Hala. Uh, I watched four movies, actually five five movies, but the ones that were most memorable to me, Monster Hunter, Coming to America, the sequel, Raya and the Last Dragon, and Green Book. And, okay, so let's talk about Monster Hunter. Because Rika did not want to talk about my the movies that I watched. If you listen, she's like, she was not hearing it. So I am uh, talking to you about Monster Hunter. Let's talk about Monster Hunter first. It stars Mila Jovovich and Tony Tony Ja. Tony Ja. I'm pretty sure it's Tony Ja, yeah. And it was surprising. I found it very entertaining. Uh, as somebody who is not a, a, a player of Monster Hunter, I never really played the game. I know there was like a PSP version, which I tried for a little bit, but I never really fully got into it. I thought the movie was enjoyable. And then I went on Reddit discussion, as I always do, Reddit discussion, message boards, seeing what other people thought because I can't think for myself. I need other people to tell me how to feel about movies. And there were a lot of people who were like, I didn't like it because it didn't really show enough monsters. Uh, I guess these are fans of the, 
the the gaming franchise. But for me, I thought they there was enough monsters in there. Maybe not enough variety because supposedly in Dami Dome mga monsters a monster hunter as you would expect. Uh, maybe dozens. So this one only featured, I think, four, three or four. But I thought the designs were really cool. The CGI was really awesome. I, I think the CGI was fantastic. Um, the story is a little bit weird because they bring the modern day era. If you played the games, or I've seen gameplay before, it's really set in like a different world, different planet. There's no guns. There's no army. There's no machine guns. In this one, the story is Mila Jovovich, uh, who you might know from Resident Evil, uh, they get transported to Bang World, to Monster Hunter World. Her and her team of, of soldiers. So they come in there and then they, they get attacked by monsters. And, you know, you can kind of guess the rest. Tony Jaa, who is a monster hunter, kind of finds them and helps them out. And, of course, there's that whole, you know, who are you? Do we trust each other aspect of it? Which I thought was pretty funny and cool. Uh, a lot of people on Reddit didn't seem to like it. I guess because it really isn't true to the heart of the game. But as a, if you are non, a non-Monster Hunter f- gaming fan, I think it, it's worth a, worth a watch. And they, they leave it open-ended for a, it's actually, it's very cliffhanger-ish. Which I'm not a fan of, but if they're gonna make another movie, I'm, I will definitely watch it. Like that's, it makes me wanna watch the next movie. So I thought it was very good. I think it's, it's directed by the same Resident Evil dude. And if you watch the Resident Evil movies, most of them are, I think all of them are actually pretty garbage. Even the first two, which were the best ones, I think, still not very good. Uh, but I appreciate what Monster Hunter, like, I appreciated the movie. I thought it was good. And, uh, I would probably watch some of the fight scenes again, cause I think the, the, the monster CGI was really fantastic, in my opinion. So, where do you watch JC? Yeah, no, man. Alam mo na yan. Alam na, bro. Okay. So coming to America, uh, I recommended to all of you on this podcast, coming to America, the OG one, which came out in like 19, when did that come out? 1980 something. Coming to America, 1988, which stars Eddie Murphy and, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Arsenio Hall. It's just a sequel and, and it follows the, the, the movie like 30 plus years later. So if you watch the first movie, you already know the ending. So it just continues. But the story of this one is, um, the, the main guy, see Prince Hakim discovers that he has a illegitimate child and the throat, cause he's a, he's a, he's the king of the, of the African country called Zamunda. It's a fictional country. He's the king and now he needs an heir to his throne, but he already has three daughters. But he finds out he has a son, and according to the rules, blah blah blah, that he has to be the you know a, a male has to be the heir to the throne. So it's got a little bit of that aspect, like the who you know, like the old old school mentality, and trying to follow in the footsteps of his father in the in the movie played by James Earl Jones, who's in both movies, and. It, it's it's entertaining. I I wouldn't say it was it's it's a great movie. I, if it, as a sequel, I think it's entertaining enough. I, if it was just a standalone movie with no ties to any movie and there was no I guess nostalgia from the first movie, I don't think it's a very good movie. But if you watch the first movie, I think it's worth a a watch. And there are some funny moments. I think Eddie Murphy still is is hilarious, and so is so is um. What you call it? Arsenio Hall. Arsenio? Arsenio Hall. I don't know how to say his name. But I feel like they focus too much on the new characters. And I know they're trying to, I guess, capitalize on newer talent. So the son is played by a guy, a guy named Jermaine Fowler, who I've seen in... What's that movie that I, I talked about uh, on this podcast a while ago? It was on Netflix. That really weird 
Sorry to bother you. He's a, he's like a secondary character there. He was good in that. In this movie, I thought he was a little OA. Like, I, I think the acting was not very good from him. But I, I haven't seen him in anything else. But he is popular. Like, I, I know he's he's got a lot of fans. So maybe they were trying to capitalize on that. But it kind of fell a little bit flat. Wesley Snipes, though, was really good. Wesley Snipes was fantastic. He's so funny. And he doesn't have a big role. He plays, like, the king of the... of um the like neighboring land and if you remember in the first movie there's a call back to that because he is the brother of one of the characters minor characters in the first movie but if you've seen the first movie you'll know who i'm talking about uh where do you watch jc yeah now lamna lamna this right uh so if you're okay so if you're a fan of the first movie go watch it if you haven't watched the first movie don't watch it but watch the first movie, and then once you watch that, then watch the second. Do not watch this as a standalone, because it will just piss you off. It's not that great, okay? Now, let's talk about the two movies that I really want to talk about, okay? Uh, Green Book and Raya and the Last Dragon. So, I shared this on Halo Halo. So, how do you watch Raya and the Last Dragon? Yeah, no, I'm not this, man. But Green Book is on Netflix, but let's talk about Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon is the latest from Disney. It's a 3D animation, and my God, my God, it is a fantastically animated film. It is so beautiful. It is, you know, I thought Soul was great in terms of, of visuals. I thought Soul was fantastic. I thought Toy Story 4 was really good. Uh, but this is also up there with those two uh, I mean I think the, the way they animated New York City in Seoul is undefeated like there's no nothing that beats that right now and, and I think the way that they did rain and water in Toy Story the opening scene of Toy Story 4 is I cannot find anything better than that right now but the whole animation of Raya and the Last Dragon just like com- as in terms of maybe like colors and visuals like like color palettes I guess maybe I, I'm not an art guy but it, I've never seen anything like it. It is so great. Now, how about the story? The story is very cookie cutter. Uh, you can already guess the, I guess the, the story arc. Uh, but most Disney movies are kind of like that, right? I guess maybe they throw in a twist here and there. This one, there's no twist at all. It's very predictable. So I guess that, uh, in that way, it, it falls a little bit flat. Uh, I think that they're, you know, I don't want to spoil the movie, but I feel like if they went with the perspective of a different character, uh, I'll give you guys a few, you know, days or weeks to watch about it and I watch it and then I could spoil it for you on a, a future podcast. But I think that if they approach it from a different perspective, it would have been a lot better because this one kind of has a, it has a lot of emotional buildup, but it kind of doesn't really peak in my opinion. The fight scenes are pretty dope. I think it was a little too short. Uh, and that's usually a complaint that is not really commonly heard, right? Usually they're like, Anghaba, it was, the movie was too long. They could have shortened. In this case, I feel like it would have benefited from a longer runtime. And actually, I, I saw a comment. And I'm not saying this because I only read the comments. I, I just happened to come across comments that had the similar, that shared, shared the same sentiment as me. That some people feel like this, this, uh, world, Raya and the Last Dragon and this whole, you know, the whole, uh, mythology behind it, the story behind it would have worked better as a limited TV series on Disney Plus because there's so much to explore. And it's true because the world in this world is split into five different territories. Each one is unique with their own kind of style and, and, you know, what they're known for. And in the movie, because it, it's rather short, parang kulang yung time sa, 
each territory. So you don't really get a a great uh, kind of immerse immersive experience into the the world because they kind of jump from place to place. That's that's part of the story where they have to kind of retrieve uh, something. I'm not gonna spoil it. Uh, the main character is played by Kelly Marie. Tran, I forgot her name. Shit, is that racist? Kelly Marie. I'm pretty sure it's Kelly Marie Tran, but I don't want to be wrong. It's Kelly Marie. Oh, I'm right. Fuck yeah. Fuck you guys. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran, who you might know from the second Star Wars movie. She was like the, uh, she was the Asian chick, the main chick. I forgot her name in the movie because I didn't really like that movie. The second Star Wars of the latest trilogy. I don't remember. It's I, I always forget because those movies were not that good. And Aquafina is also the second lead who plays the the dragon. And uh, I, you know, I've only watched the trailer once, so I don't even remember that there was going to be like a drag. I mean, I know it's called Raya and the Last Dragon, but I didn't I didn't know that there was like a dragon sidekick in this one. It's very she plays it's a, it's basically Mushu but a girl. Like it's it's a humorous take on a dragon. And I thought Aquafina was the star of the movie. Kelly Marie Tran was really good as well. Uh, Gemma Chan, who you might know from Crazy Rich Asians, she was the the sister of the main dude that got cheated on by her husband. You remember that girl? The really, she's really, she's a hot babe. She plays the, I guess the secondary, no third, I guess third lead in this one. So there's three main leads: Kelly Marie Tran, Aquafina, and Gemma Chan. They they were all very good, but Aquafina steals the show. And I, I think I've made my thoughts clear about Aquafina. I'm not a huge fan of Aquafina. I, I found her kind of annoying in Oceans, Oceans 8. I, although I do think she was the best part of Crazy Rich Asians. So she's kind of hit or miss for me. I have to watch that movie that got high critical acclaim. The, was it the funeral or something like that? What's the fucking name of that movie? I gotta look it up. Here, she, Golden Globe, she won. Oh. Wait, wait. She played a leading role in the comedy drama The Farewell, for which she received critical acclaim, and she won. Oh, she won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Comedy or Beauty. Okay, so it's called The Farewell. So she won for that, which I haven't seen yet. I have to watch that. Actually, that's. I think I gotta add that on my list now that I think about it. The Farewell. I don't know it's, if it's not on Netflix. Yal no alamna alamna this where you can watch it. I will watch that very soon. Uh, but she was very good in in Crazy Rich Asians, and she was very good in this movie. I found her annoying in, um, I found her annoying in, in Oceans 8. And I think she was also in Jumanji and other stuff, which I, I don't really remember her that well. But she's hit or miss for me. And in, in this case, she was a big hit. The best part of the movie, hands down. So funny. Uh, very, yeah, you know, very, speaking of Eddie Murphy and coming to America, very mushu, very mushu. Dragon, comedy, sidekick, love it. And yeah, those are the movies that I watched. Uh, Green Book, though, on the other. Let's talk about Green Book. So Green Book I've been putting out for many, for many years because it came out, what, 2018? It won Best Picture in 2018. And for the longest time, I watched the trailer. It looked boring as fuck. I never, I've never watched Driving Miss Daisy, but people call it like a reverse Driving Miss Daisy. And I've never seen Driving Miss Daisy, but, uh, it sounds boring as hell. So I never watched it. And then, you know, I, I was just on Netflix and I was like, fuck, I need something to fall asleep to. So I was like, right, fuck, I'll play it, man. I need to be more cultured, right? I need to watch more best picture awardees. And I actually, out of all the movies, including Ryan the Last Dragon, this was the best movie that I watched this week. And I guess because it won best picture, right? Uh, so 
maybe like it's no surprise to to a lot of you, but I don't really like a lot of best picture winners. Actually, speaking of, let's let's take a look at best picture winners list winners by year. But before we go into that, why don't we talk about Green Book? So Green Book, it, it's I talked about it in Hala Halo, but in case you don't listen to that, it stars Maharshala Ali and uh, Aragorn Viggo Mortensen from Lord of the Rings, and Maharshala plays a uh, pianist who's in like the seventies or sixties. He's a black guy, uh, obviously, you know if you know the actor, and he's a uh, but he's he's sophisticated. He's wealthy. And he has to tour in the south of, of the United States. And, you know, if you know anything about the south of the United States, they're historically very racist, very prejudiced to people of color. So he hires a driver slash someone who is kind of like a bouncer in the character of Viggo Mortensen. And it's, it's very, uh, you know, feel good movie. Uh, it's, it's about, you know, changing people's opinions on, on race, uh, racism. Uh, uh, developing a friendship between people who are from different worlds. Very, very good movie. Very good movie. Um, and it, it, it strikes me as very different from a lot of the best picture movies that I have seen. Because this, it, this felt like a, I don't know. I guess maybe it, it feels like a very 90s movie, if that makes sense to you guys. Like it feels like Forrest Gump. Right? You ever watch Forrest Gump? It's, it's, it's a very feel good movie with some heartfelt moments, but it doesn't feel like a 20, like a 2010 onwards movie. It's weird. Like I felt, I feel like if this movie was released in 1998, it would make more sense to me. Like in terms of the feel. I, I don't know if you've, you've ever seen it. So if you've seen it, maybe you can, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know how to explain it. Eh? But it was very good. The acting was fantastic. And Maharshala Ali did win uh, Best Supporting Actor for his role in that movie. And rightfully so. I thought he was he was fantastic. And it's based on a true story. Although I did read online, you know, I, I like to do that whenever shit, they say shit is based on a real story or real true events. Uh, there were a lot of changes for the some of the characters, for the Maharshala Ali's character who plays a guy named... Dr. Shirley, something like that. He's a, he's a, you know, well-known pianist, pianist, pianist. I remember laughing at that as a kid because it sounded like penis. Grow up. Okay. Uh, so watch it. It's on Netflix. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you, you know, a lot of you do take my movie recommendations seriously. So if you're going to watch any movie this week and it's easily accessible, no special agent jaunt required, Green Book on Netflix is the vibe and you will not regret it. I think it's very entertaining. Very heartwarming, great acting, and you will not be bored. So let's go into Best Picture winners because I told you I'm not a big fan of a lot of Best Pictures because I find them so boring. So either I watched them and was bored or I just refused to watch it because it looks boring as fuck. So last year, let's talk about last year. Last year was Parasite, which was very good. Okay, I'll give you that. 2018 Green Book. There we go. I just talked about it. 2017, Shape of Water. Was not a big fan. I watched it. Was a little bit boring. Super boring. Um, Moonlight, 2016. Never watched it. Also starring Maharshala Ali. Uh, never watched it. Looks boring. Spotlight. I have not seen it. I'll be honest with you. And I hear it's very, you know, it's about the Catholic Church and like the priests and like, you know, the sexual, uh, whatever, you know, you know, time, you know, you know what, what they say about like some priests, right? There are sexual predators. I have not seen it. So, but it just looks long and boring. Birdman, 
in 2014 looks boring. Didn't watch it. 2013, 12 Years a Slave looks so long. Didn't watch it. 2012 Argo, I did watch Argo. I don't think, I don't know why that one best picture, TBH. I thought it was a very average movie. And, you know, exciting at the end when they're trying to escape, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was alright. 2011 The Artist, that's the silent movie. So I refuse to watch that because what the hell am I going to do for an hour and a half with no dialogue, right? Pass. 2010 The King's Speech, actually very good movie. I watched it, but it, I will admit it is slow as fuck. And it took me maybe three watches. Like, I would fall asleep. But it was a good movie. But I would never watch it again. Okay? 2009, Hurt Locker. Kind of slow. I watched it recently. Only last year for the first time. Eh, a little bit slow. 20, 2008, Slumdog Millionaire. Great movie. Okay, I'll give you that. 2007, No Country for Old Men. Oh my god, that movie is so fucking boring oh my god take my milkshake and slurp me up that's a line from the movie which is actually pretty memorable but it is not a i don't know why i mean it's got daniel day lewis who is a very you know respected method actor who's won multiple best actor awards but that movie just makes me want to like never watch any movie in that vein ever again it's so boring Oh my god. 2006, the, I'm not gonna go through all the years. 2006, The Departed, very good movie. Okay, give you that. 2005, Crash, boring as fuck. 2004, Million Dollar Baby, good, but I would not watch it again because it's a little bit slow. 2003, Lord of the Rings, Return, Return of the King, fair enough. Fair enough. I still think Two, two Towers is the best. 2002, Chicago, the one with, um, Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta Jones. 2001, A Beautiful Mind. Boring! Russell Crowe. Boring movie. 2000, Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Also good, but also boring until the action. Alright, I'm not gonna go into the rest of these, but, you know, just even looking at the nominees of Best Picture, I would, most of these, I'd say, I'd say 80% of these I've, I've either never seen or have no interest in seeing. Okay? Uh, speaking of, uh, Oscars, by the way, Stephen Yun, who, who is, who plays Glenn or who played Glenn in The Walking Dead, the Asian guy, right? From, from Walking Dead, who played Glenn. He has, he's made history by being, uh, nominated for Best Actor. Best, he's the first Asian American performer to ever be recognized in the lead actor category for his movie Minari, which I haven't seen yet, but it looks, say it with me, boring! <laughs> But I think I'll watch it because I love Steven Yeun. He's like one of my, my, my idols, you know, in turn, in life. Like I want to, I wanted to dress like him. He's like Joseph Gordon Levitt, but Asian, in my opinion, in terms of, you know, the roles that he gets and the, his style. He's got a, it's very like, he's always very sophisticated looking. And I kind of want to pull that off someday, right? So congratulations to, to Steven Yeun for being the first Asian American lead actor nomination in oscars history all right all right so do i have more content yes i do the trailer for the the new um schneider cut justice league is coming out so if you're unfamiliar you remember justice league came out maybe three or four years ago it was pretty shitty and people didn't like it people complained because there were a lot of changes from you know the director zach schneider was changed to i think it was joss whedon who, who took over and they did they, they, they changed they like overhauled everything 
So the Snyder Cut is like a revamped version of the movie where Snyder took over the reins and is now, it's kind of basically he gets a second chance to show what he originally wanted. And apparently there's going to be hours of new footage. Like they're basically, there's going to be, it's going to be anything from the first movie, it's going to be bare bones. Like they're only going to take a few pieces and they added completely new footage and uh, it's coming out, I think, end of this month, I believe. Wait, when does it come out? Um, Snyder Cut release date. I believe it is, yeah, March. Oh, this weekend, March 18. Holy fuck, bro. So I can't wait to watch that because DC movies have been wildly, wildly, wildly disappointing. Uh, the exceptions being maybe Shazam and Birds of Prey. Those were like pretty good. Those were really good actually. But everything like I you guys know how much I hate Aquaman, right? I can't believe it made number 1 on Netflix when it dropped like a few day a few weeks ago. That movie is the worst movie that I've ever seen. One of the worst movies that I've ever seen. Literally. It that movie is I'm not going to I have a whole episode where I just shit on Aquaman. But he is in this movie. Uh so hopefully he's not ass like but it wasn't really Jason Momoa's fault. It was just that the script was really bad in Aquaman. So I'm hoping that, that like, so the, the second trailer dropped. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on YouTube right now. It's got Darkseid who plays like Thanos. He's like a Thanos. He's pretty much Thanos. He has like a monologue and he's, he's just talking about, you know, you know, you know, imagine a villain monologue. You already know what it's going to be like, right? So, uh, I'm looking, really looking forward to it. I, I, it looks really great from the trailer. And I hope it doesn't suck because then if it does suck, that means that DC and whoever is behind it just cannot get shit right. But I, it looks good. I think it's going to be good. I, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of faith in it. And I'm, it's nice to see like, you know, Ben Affleck, who I thought was a great Batman. And, you know, he stepped down from the role. Uh, it's kind of a bummer because I feel like he could have done a lot more with the role of Batman. And who's going to, oh yeah, Robert Pattinson is going to be the new Batman, no? Uh, I wonder how that's going to be. When does that shit come out? Hmm, interesting. Uh, the Grammys, I don't want to talk about it because we talked about it in Hala Hala Show, but the winners were already announced today. And that's about 25 minutes of the podcast. I have, I, I had some content today. I'm really happy. All right. Uh, I'll try to release on Friday if my life becomes a little bit more interesting. Uh, maybe I should look up some weird and funky articles on Reddit. And save it on my phone. I always forget. Like, I'll, I'll come across something. I'll be like, oh, that's cool. But I never think of it in the context of this would be a great podcast material. I need to start getting into that frame of mind. Mm. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, sorry I took a week off. But I'm back at least today. So, hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you watch the movies that I recommend. Especially Green Book. Especially Ryan the Last Dragon. And we'll see. Uh, fingers crossed for... for um, the Zack Schneider's Justice League. By the time I record my next podcast, I probably would have seen it already. Especially Jin John. I love you. But yeah, Hala Hala Show. Uh, our Let's Check a Globe uh, sponsored episode is out. The regular mix will be out tomorrow. Mix uh, Season 2 Mix 11. And thank you to everyone who listens. Okay, I really appreciate you. And uh, I'm sorry that I do take days off because you know, there's nothing to talk about. But the more that you guys message me, just like FHM King did... Uh, it gives me, it does really give me like, like, hey, that's nice that someone listens to me. Hey, that's cool. Like, even people in Halado were messaging, like, Natapus now is a Halado show, so I'm listening to episodes of Tevez the Best. And I find that very inspiring. And Sana, like, the podcast just kind of keeps going and going and becomes more successful over time, right? 
And oh, oh, yeah, one more thing. By the way, speaking of podcasts, Rika and I, we did a Tres Leches. Uh, we interviewed someone who is part of the Podcast Network Asia. Uh, it's a show. Um, I will talk about it when it does drop so that, you know, I can go into more detail about it. I don't want to uh, spoil it. I think we're kind of doing a teaser right now. Like, oh, we have a guest. We had a guest, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to spoil it for you so you're not getting anything extra from me today regarding that. But listen to it when it does drop, I think, Wednesday of next week. So next Wednesday, it's a new Tres Leches with a guest of a host of a podcast on Podcast Network Asia. Wow, that's a mouthful. It's a guest of a, our guest is the host of a podcast on the network, uh, podcast network Asia. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's it. Follow my, uh, Instagram. Uh, it's me, JC. Uh, it's already in the link of the, the podcast description. But if you want to message me, and this is very important. Okay. I'll tell you why. I don't rip, respond to most people on my personal Instagram, but I do respond to everybody on my podcast Instagram. It's T-E-V-E-Z-O-F-T-H-E-B-E-S-T. Teveza, the best. Same as this podcast. I will, as of now, as of, you know, this date, March, March 16, 2021, I will reply to every message on there because I have time and I don't have thousands of listeners yet. Uh, someday I will, right? Hopefully. Um, so now I will reply to everyone on there. So if you want to message me, please do because I remember seeing a message. I remember talking on this podcast about getting my apartment painted and I said, if anyone wanted a recommendation for the painter and I'll give you the number, please hit me up on the IG podcast IG but someone messaged me on my personal IG and I was going to reply to it because I thought you know I would love to get the the guy I hired more work uh but then I I think something slipped my mind I did something else and I completely forgot it forgot about it and then I couldn't find the message anymore because I get buried with message requests and I you know this is but I just get random messages or or when I post an IG story when people react to it it counts as a message in my message requests so it just gets filled up and I don't remember anyone. And of course, I don't know most people who send these message requests. So their names don't register in my head. So please, 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 I implore you, if anything you want to reply to about anything or ask about anything that I talked about on the podcast specifically, please message me on the podcast Instagram. However, if you want to talk about sponsorships or anything, uh, my personal one, please lead off with that right away. Or you can email me. It's me, jc at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to stretch it to 30 minutes. So that's about 10 seconds from now. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Okay. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your week. I'll catch you all on Friday, hopefully. And I'll see you all. Say it with me later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 